Hello, hello, everyone. You are listening to The Success Palette, a place to discuss everything that you are not taught in school about how to be successful in the arts. I'm your host, Soda, and today we are going to talk about websites. A lot of us are told that we cannot just rely on social media to sell our books or to get our art commissions or whatever we're doing, that we do need some sort of website, but how do we even get people to that website? And that's where SEO strategy comes into place. And this is something that I know very little about, I'm going to be honest. So I invited Elizabeth Suter to come on. She is an expert in this subject. And I'm not sure, do you go to school for this? Did you take courses? Did you teach yourself? Uh, I'd love to hear how you even learned about all this because I tried teaching myself and it was extremely overwhelming. Uh, yeah, so first, thank you for uh, letting me on your channel here. It's a different um, audience than what I'm used to working with. So it's really nice to be able to reach a little bit further and help another completely different industry. So it's exciting. Um, but so as far as myself, I've been an entrepreneur for 10 years. And I've actually been in the real estate industry for 10 years. And every single year, you got to switch up your marketing. You got to keep up with the trends. And so over the past 10 years, I've done a lot of uh, just marketing training. And then two, well, two and a half years ago, my family relocated to Northern Ontario. And when you move six hours away and you don't know anybody, your leads tend to dry up because we were a lot of referral based business. And so I was like, what are we going to do? <laughs> We've just completely relocated the family. We need to get better online. So yeah, you can market, you could be on social media and you can do all these things, but if you're not actually producing leads, you don't really have a business. So I started digging into SEO optimization for my website and how to set up a Google My Business listing and, and finding ways to for people to kind of get to know us better online off of social media because we have different crowds too. So I invested in two really, really good SEO um, companies, which were actually geared around starting an SEO agency. But I had no intentions of starting an agency. I just wanted to know the tips and the hacks and the things that, you know, like HubSpot training and Google training, they don't tell you, <laughs> but they'll tell you the basics, but they don't tell you like the nitty gritty. So I enrolled in two of those courses and spent over $10,000 learning these little tips and tricks. Yeah, but I can tell you um, over just over a year into it, my husband's business has blown up online. I've started getting leads online for real estate, which is fantastic because it is a very, very competitive niche. So to know the only way to really figure out if you're doing it right or not is to let it run and see how long it takes and making tweaks along the way. But now I can say our sites are fully optimized. It's showing up in almost every Google search using the keywords that we want to show up for. So that's what I've done is years and years of experience <laughs> and then invested in SEO agency training. And I am running an agency at the same time, but that really wasn't my main intention. It was to really get our own businesses viewed online because we had relocated and it was a really difficult start. <laughs> yeah, as someone who relocates a lot, um, I can understand how difficult that can be. And 
I know that a lot of artists, writers, musicians, a lot of my following, they rely heavily on social media and try to sell everything through there because that's what has the widest audience. But very few of them actually do have an actual website. Most just use things like Linktree or Drum to maybe have a listing of all their books or their commission pages and such. What are some of the important reasons to have not only a website, but like a actual, you know, well put together website with the proper SEO setup? So the the big thing is when you're relying on just social media, you're you're only attracting the people who are on those platforms. So if somebody is, you know, saying, I don't go on social media, I don't, I don't enjoy it, <laughs> which I, I do do every once in a while, it gets a little bit exhausting. When you're on Google and somebody searches new, um, I was just watching your other episode. I'm trying to remember what the niche was like a uh, fairy mystery novels. Is that what it was? Yeah. So if somebody's looking up like it's are big right now. Yeah. So what you could do is have a website that's the domain name would be fairy mystery novels. And then if somebody goes on Google and types it in, you're gonna show up. And your your all your headlines will be geared for the person who wants that service or that product. So that's why it's so important. When you're on social media, you're just being fed things that you might like based off of a, an algorithm. But if you stop and you look at something for too long, your whole feed can change <laughs> because you stopped and looked at one thing that you just happened to catch your eye. Whereas with Google, people are intentionally going to that platform to search for what they want. So if you don't have anything on that platform, you're just out. Like you don't even have a chance. So that's the difference. If you have a website that's optimized, it doesn't even really matter if you're an artist or if you're a brick and mortar business. If you want to be making sales, you want to be on the platform where people are specifically going to search for your product. The other major part of being on Google is if you have a Google My Listing, which is a free listing, and you are, um, just say Ontario, because I'm in Ontario. Um, if you were located in Ontario, you could put all the events that you attend, you put them in there as events, and then Google recognizes you as part of that community or, or in that location. And then you can ask for reviews. Say somebody has bought your book. Well, on social media, there's not really much of a chance of getting a review to pin for people to see before they buy. But on Google, they would see your listing and they see all your reviews and the comments. They click on your website. They see all the words, all the phrases that they that are looking for. They feel like they have found the right place. So the chances of conversion are a lot faster than social media. Yeah, that makes sense. And also, you don't know if like your social media just gets shut down. It happens. Yeah. And then oh, you yes. still have... And then you could have your website where people can see all your social medias that you do have so they could go from there. So it's like exactly. a nice little hub. What are some of the common mistakes that some of us tend to do when we do try to make our website by ourselves and don't really understand SEO very well? Okay. So um, if you're a small business, like you're just getting off of the ground, 
a lot of small business owners will create their whole website around the name of their business. The issue with that is nobody knows the name of your business. So they're not going to Google to type in the name of your business. They are typing in your niche. They are looking for storytellers or they are looking for um, hot new books or local artists, like whatever it is that you are trying to target is what you should build your website around and then have separate pages for your services or, you know, about me, about your brand can all be on a different page, but your home page should actually be about what you offer and less about your brand. I know it sounds backwards, but that's how Google search works. And people, like I said, if they don't know the name of your company, they can't search it. So you really want to come up when people are looking for what you offer and stand out that way. So I see that quite often. Do you mind giving a few examples? Like, let's say, so for me, I, I'm i all about helping creatives be successful. So mm-hmm. what would be a good SEO-friendly domain for someone like me so we'd have to do the due diligence and go on the platforms to see which keywords people are typing into google and then that would give us the actual top phrase and we would know it and then we would run with that but just for example purposes let's say um artists are looking up a mentor like maybe would you say you're a mentor in a way um, no, but let's, let's use that as an example. Okay. So you would say, depending on the keywords that most people are are searching for. So say we're looking at, um, story writing mentors or, um, creative, a mentor for creatives, or it would be something like that instead of the name of your company, because if somebody's going to go to Google and say, how do I, how do I write a faster story? or a better story, or how do I add more details to my story? Like we would have to dig in to find out what it is they're searching for. And then you pick the top phrase and that's what you make your URL, your domain name. And then that website- What have thought of that? Yeah. (laughs) I've been been doing the opposite. I had my domain name as my name, as my brand. Yeah. I never, never thought of doing it in that way. So that is very, very interesting. And what are- the biggest takeaways that you got from all of your training, because I know that you did a lot of training. So I'd love to hear some more tips and tricks that you learned that you never would have learned if you didn't go through that. Um, I think one of the major things was the value of the Google My Listing. Um, I didn't realize actually how much that holds on a Google search. So if somebody is in your local area and they're searching anything to do with your your uh, keywords, if you have a Google listing, you will come up like so the different. Okay, so let me start over. Sorry. The Google my listing is when you go on Google, you type in a search and it's something that's somewhat um, a local service or product. So if somebody says, um, looking for a story writer near me or anything that says near me, your Google listing comes up at the very top of the Google page. And it's where, you know, if you were to search restaurants near me and you see the map, 
and it oh, shows yeah, you yeah, the yeah. list. It's like a list of, of uh, restaurants. So that's what it would do for you. That's a Google My Listing. So people, so when you search for something, you're, you're put at the very top of the page. And then it also helps your, your organic website rank because they see you as a local person. So rather than, you know, just a large corporation that is actually located, you know, five states over, Google's going to feed that person um, a local business because that's what they're looking for. So it makes a huge difference. You end up with two listings on Google instead of just one. And then from there, like I said, you can um, you can upload or connect your events that you do. Like if you go to trade events or anywhere that you are in the local presence trying to get your brand out there, you would put it on your Google listing and then people can see, oh, she was at this place and oh, she was at this event. And then, and then they can also see at the same time all your reviews and all the comments that are left. And they can easily either call you directly from the Google platform or they can then click on your website. Then they can see kind of what your style is and a couple, a bit of examples of what you've done. And then they're going to follow you on whatever platform they prefer to follow. And then you've basically gone from a Google organic search to a new follower online, but they also know your reputation and where you've been and how to reach out to you quicker than having to go through the social media channels. I didn't know about any of that. And for me, that would, that sounds fairly useful because I'm in Los Angeles where there's lots of events in my industry and everything, but I'm curious, some of my listeners are in other countries and are kind of feeling stuck because they want to reach more of a U.S. audience, but they're somewhere where they can't sell a lot of their art. And I didn't know if you knew any tips for those people who are trying to reach an audience outside of their country? Yeah, you could write um, about the area that you want to rank in. So um, if they want to be in Los Angeles, you know, you would have your homepage, which is all the keywords that everybody's searching for. Then you're going to have the about me page. And then you would have another page dedicated to Los Angeles and why they love it so much or why they're trying to break into the area or which events they have been a part of in Los Angeles. Because then what Google does is it's gonna connect the first keyword, their product with the location. So then it's going to feed it to that location. That is really smart because so I've been talking with a lot of my writer friends who are trying, who maybe got their book translated into another language and they're trying to reach that country and they're trying to do it through social media but social media they they check where you are and only try to get people in your area and then you also don't want to like kind of mess up your social media with other languages and stuff so yeah i love that idea of having separate websites for the separate regions yeah um it's the same idea with brick and mortar companies like if they serve the greater city but they also serve the outside cities. You'll usually see at the bottom of their websites, it'll be um, different pages for those different little cities. Because like I said, Google will index it as they serve that area or they have information about that area. Either way, if somebody from that area is searching for that keyword, it's, it's gonna help it that website rank. So it's, uh, it's very interesting. And the other, like you can apply SEO to social media as well. Because when you use hashtags, or I even saw recently somebody said they, they were using their keywords in their videos, like 
typing them out and putting them on the, the video screen. And they were saying they were getting more targeted audience reviews. So SEO can be applied literally across the internet because it's how the internet works. You have to use the right words. Otherwise, it, how is it going to know what you're trying to do? <laughs> so it is like a, a very interesting thing. I learned a ton about it and how, you know, you got to put your put yourself in the mind of the consumer and then use the AI tools, use tools that are available to find out if what you what you're thinking people are looking for are actually looking for. Because we could be way off the mark. We could be thinking they're looking for, you know, writing a mentor or whatever it is that we were talking about. But meanwhile, they're, they're looking at five. What are the five best tips for writing better or something like that? So you need to use the tools that are available. And once you have a nice outline of your keywords, you know exactly how to lay out your website. And then it just comes to little things like, you know, if you're going to be posting your novel, um, make sure your the photo of your novel is optimized, as in it, it describes the niche, the location you're trying to target. And, and all those little things put together, you're going to get found on Google. And the other thing is it takes time. It's not like... And, Social media is instant, right? Like you, you post it and you know you've had like 500 views within 24 hours, so it makes you feel good. It's a very quick return. Whereas with Google, you put the time in, say you spend two days optimizing your website, which you can do with the course I've put together because I've done a complete shortcut. It is the ultimate path to getting it done quickly and properly. <laughs> uh, but if you spend those two days um, putting that work in, and then every month you just add a blog post or you add another page. Say you've created something else. You're always adding to your website the same you do with social media, except it takes like one tenth of the time. <laughs> um, over a six month period, then you'll be on Google. And once you're on that first page, it doesn't take much to maintain it. it the difficult part is getting there. And it's not even that difficult. Like I said, when you have it laid out for you, it's, it's not hard at all. It's amazing. Yeah. And I know that you, I know you spend over $10,000 to learn. Um, most of us don't have $10,000, but we might have a few hundred dollars. Yeah. (laughs) You mentioned you had a course. What are some of the things that you cover in your course and how might that help creatives? Okay. So the course goes over everything from starting the website, getting your photos, how to optimize them, your keywords. I provide the keywords based off of the software that I've invested in to you know, help with the upfront costs of doing it yourself. Um, the other thing is I, I provide backlinking strategies. So where most people fall short is they don't do backlinks and they don't do them because they don't know what they are. And it, it's the same idea as social media. Sorry, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but do you mind explaining what backlinks are really yep, quick? I'm, so yeah, I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> so backlinking is the same idea as if you were to post something on Facebook and somebody shares it and somebody likes it and somebody leaves a comment, it's sending a signal to the algorithm that says, this is good content, people are responding. Okay, so you're creating you're creating a bit of a stream and the link is being shared, okay, on social media. Now, when it comes to Google, let's say you just 
published your book and now people are sharing your blog post about it or they're sharing your website link because they think it's awesome and they're trying to get it out to their friends and family. That is a backlink. There are several types and ways of getting backlinks. So the other way would be, um, again, I have the software for this and this is why I can provide it for people, but I can search up, um, you know, creative writers in Los Angeles and then the top five websites that come up, I can see on the back end where their juicy backlinks are coming from. And then I would recommend a copycat backlink, which means I send you the URL that they are getting such a good ranking from, and then you put your website on their website as well. And then you're both coming up at the same time. So this is where a lot of small business owners fall short because they just, the, the software can be a bit expensive, um, but also they don't even understand the whole concept of it. And to actually do a backlink is, it takes mm, one minute. Like you go into your website, you highlight the words and you click on link and that's, that's it. <laughs> and you like it, you publish it. So it's really nothing to it, but um, you need a strategy. So again, that was where I got the value out of the course I took because I had, I had no idea. I had nothing like, and I, like I said, I'd been in business for 10 years <laughs> and I didn't know what a backlink was. So it, it really is very, very important. And then the other part of it is called citations. Citations are similar to backlinks, except nobody's sharing your citations. It just means um, if somebody were to type in a creative writer near me, and you know how there's um, websites like Yelp and TripAdvisor and all those things, your information is put on those websites as well. So essentially a citation is a popularity vote. Again, it's comparable to somebody liking your post on social media. It's the same idea. You're getting support from the online community saying, yep, this person is real. This business exists. It's found on, you know, 50 different websites across the internet. This is a legit business versus a website that let's say it's a basic website. There's no social connectors. There's no backlinking. There's no citations. That means it's like a one and done website and Google is not going to like it because you're not refreshing it. You're not um, optimizing it. You're not showing any kind of interest. So Google works the same as Instagram. They're going to, it's going to pull the content that people are interested in and where they spend time on that website. So if your website's falling short, you need new content. You need to add backlinks and you need to add citations and keywords. So these are all the things I've put together in this course. So you can get it all done in two days and it's using AI. It's using really creative tools. There's a lot of free tools as well. And I would say if you were going to SEO optimize your own website, you could budget around $40 a month and that's it. Yeah. That will cover your, your website SEO. And, and that's the whole thing. Like when I started doing my SEO agency and I'm calling these business owners and I'm hearing their stories of like, you know, it, it's so slow. I haven't had business in months. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Let's do the SEO. How much is it? And it's like, okay, well it's $300 a month. 
they're like, oh, I can't afford that. You know, like this is the whole thing. I need to make money before I can invest more money. And that's how the course came about. Because I'm like, okay, you can learn this if there was a shortcut. <laughs> because the small business owners are already overworked. And they're, you know, it's like this, this catch over and over. It's like, okay, we need the leads, but we need the money and we need the time, but we don't have, like, it's crazy. So this is my solution for small business owners. Basically, if you're an artist or you're, you're a brick and mortar shop, it doesn't matter. It applies across the board. You need to be able to get seen on the internet. Otherwise you're lost in the abyss. Like you're just gone and you're posting on social media, hoping and praying that somebody is going to private message you about your product. Yeah. And I am a firm believer of at least understanding the basics before you outsource. I love outsourcing, but mm -hmm. I also feel like I need to understand at least the basics before I can get someone else to do it for me. Yeah, I don't need to be an expert, but at least the very, very fundamental aspects of it. So I think that's really, really cool that you have that course that you're able to offer um, to people. And how can people find you best? Well, my website <laughs> is onlinemoneymastery.ca. Uh, and I'm also on Facebook and Instagram, but I'm more, I would go with Elizabeth Suter. If you're looking me up on Instagram and Facebook, um, because I have several accounts, because I have several businesses. So I would just say go to my website, onlinemoneymastery.ca, and you can find everything that you need there. That that URL is exactly what you were talking about, where yeah. you know it's it's very understandable what <laughs> what yeah, it is. Exactly. Um, earlier, before we went into some of the other questions, you mentioned photos. How do photos play a part in SEO and how can we utilize them for our website? So it, it's a couple different ways. So first off, it helps the user experience. So if you have nice, interesting photos, people are going to stay on your website longer. Um, they don't want, uh, you know, like raw, like what's going on in this photo kind of stuff. They want nice curated it's a website. It's more professional, right? So you want nice, high, high definition photos. And then when you upload them, you have the option of adding a description and it's hidden. It's not the one that describes like the name of the novel. It's, it's the, it's called the alt description. <laughs> so when you're in your website uh, provider, you'll be able to see where you can type that. And that's where you would put a new new fairy mystery novel or whatever the keyword is that your client is looking for. And you just use that over and over and over and include your location as well. So when I'm saying all of this, I'm teaching people how to build lead generation websites, not a branding website. This is, and I mean, you can intertwine the two, but I think that's why you didn't hear of this strategy before, because most mainstream information that you're going to find is all about branding yourself, right? Whereas this approach is more get Google on your side and that's it. Cause when Google's on your side, people are seeing you. And then, like I said, if people want to click on a, about me or, you know, really a branded page, 
they can do that. But if you're taking the approach of like, this is my business name, this is how long I've been in business, and this is what we do, you're never going to get found. So what's the point? So I'm really, really keen on lead generation websites because that's that's what's going to keep your business going and turn it from a hobby to a business. Yeah, and I hear this this term lead generation a lot. Uh, do you want to explain a little bit about what that means and what is like a lead um, product, the lead generation, any of that kind of stuff. Sure. So lead generation means that the website is built for your clients. It's to have your client or your potential client, I should say, um, feel like they want to know you. They want to reach out to you. So um, instead of having just trying to think of, you know, instead of having your URL as your business name and then your first headline, your business name and all about the book um, and not mentioning um, a, a, an entry form, like, you know, how you can just, oh, do you have questions? Fill out this form and, and we'll, we'll follow up with you or not having a clickable phone number. So if you're on a cell phone and you wanted to call them really quick, there should be a big phone number available for them to click and that it automatically connects and then they can just pick up the phone and call you. It's all about making the user experience better and making it seem like it's they need to contact you either by email or by phone. And because once they do that, then you have a lead. But if they're coming to your website and it's just all about your brand, there's no invites on like, hey, you know, send us an email or give us a call and it's just, a strict website, they're not going to feel the need or the want to call you. <laughs> so that's, that's really the main difference. A lead generation website is built around having your website visitor want to take the next step and want to call you or email you, or maybe like I said, with your social media platforms on there as well, they're going to pick which platform they want to follow you on. And then you'll at least get a new uh, follower on your social media, but ideally you will have that website set up so that they are quick to either call or email. Yeah. And it's also a lot more disability friendly. A lot of my friends have visual impairments and stuff like that. So when you have, and I know here in the U.S., you have to have that accessibility to people or you could get fined oh. to a certain extent. So Yes, having that that great user experience. So you're talking about backlinking and kind of piggybacking off of other successful people and everything. What are some ways that people can kind of collaborate together to help their websites grow together? Let's say they're both writers in the same similar genre or both artists who draw something similar. What are what are some ways that we can help each other out? You can um, link to each other's websites. So the only thing you really need to keep in mind is let's say, uh, I'm going to say your website is website one, and then your friend is going to have website two. You do not want to send a link from website one to website two, and then have website two send a link to website one. It voids each other out. They're, like it's completely useless. You need at least three. So if you had website one, two, and three, you could do a circle. 
So you would link to number two, number two links to number three, number three links back to number one. So you're all getting one link. Um, yeah, that's how you could do that. And But just make sure it's really relevant. So, you know, if you're all writers, awesome, that's great. Or if you're all in the same state or city, that's worth linking. Um, but when you get uh, too many links that are not relevant, to your site or your service or niche. It's it's not good for the user experience. It's confusing Google as far as what you offer. Like if you're tagging to a cleaning company in your area, <laughs> it's gonna be like, what? <laughs> okay, so now she cleans too. Like it's just, you wanna keep it very, very straightforward to the point when you're doing backlinking um, and you're highlighting the text that you want to um, show up for. So you would wanna be um, um, very mystery novel. So you would highlight that text or you would ask the person who's linking to you to have that text on their website because that's what tells Google what you do. Okay, that, that makes a lot of sense. And also this could be useful for people who have multiple brands, right? Like again, if you're, you're a writer, but you're also an artist, but you're also a musician. You could kind of use that method to boost your own brand, right? Yep, for um, sure. I would do different websites for each one of those. Okay, so completely different websites, but somehow be able to link together because they're all... Yep. Just for Google uh, search purposes, it would be better to have mm -hmm. separate websites because again, if, if it's too many things, Google isn't going to know which one to serve. So if you have one website about your, your band, Google knows, okay, this is a band. It's located here. This is some of the gigs they've done. If you have a Google My Listing, it knows the events you've, you've been a part of or which um, venues you've been in. So all of that will rank for that. And then a different website for writing. And then you would have your different events for that you've attended as a writer or reviews for being a writer. And so, yeah, and you can still link those together because you're in the same location. So it would make sense that way. Like you could say, if you're looking for a local musician, I'd highly recommend this person. And you could put that on your writing website. The other thing you can do for backlinks is connect all your pages together. So let's say you do only have one website. You're just gonna start with one and you have four pages on your website. So you would link your services page to your homepage and your about me page to your homepage so that at least there's linking in between and it just helps with the user experience and it also helps Google see that all of these are connected together. Okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. And for a lot of us, when we're first starting out, especially in the creative world, we, we don't have a lot of money to invest in a really nice website. How much would you recommend getting that, that custom-made website versus something like Wix or Squarespace or something like that? And can you do all these SEO, everything with one of these cheaper options? Absolutely. You don't need a custom website. I feel like and I might have people upset with me for saying that because I know there's a lot of web designers, uh, but we're kind of at the stage now where AI, you can have a website template 
built in like 10 minutes. Like seriously. <laughs> so you can use whatever platform you want. Just make sure that the load, like, you know, when you go to a website, if it takes too long to load, people don't like that. Google doesn't like that either. So making sure you're optimizing, like compressing your photos so that it doesn't slow down your website, doing everything you can to make sure your website is going quickly. It looks nice and you got the right keywords and then you have your popularity votes as far as citations and backlinking, you're set. Like you're, you're totally set. So yeah, it's, um, it really doesn't matter which platform long as it's long as it's quick, it's pretty or, you know, scary, whatever it is you're trying to achieve, getting your, your brand out there as far as your colors and all of that, but they're all available. Like they're almost, you know, they're all kind of the same. That's, that's good to know. Cause I know that the, a lot of the websites like Wix, when you make their website, it'll have the Wix.com at the end. I don't know if that messes up the SEO or just looks kind of clunky. Cause I know a lot of people will just get their custom domain and then have it forward to a website okay. like that. I don't know if that causes issues when you have a website that people, you tell people to go, you know, this is my website, short and sweet. And then it links to another website. I don't know if that causes issues at all with SEO or if that could be beneficial. No, not really. Long as the page that is, um, it, that the first uh, domain is being, uh, oh my gosh. Long as the first domain is being forwarded to a stronger domain, it's not going to hurt um, anything. It'll be fine, but you're going to want to make sure whatever domain you're using that it's got the citations and backlinks and keywords, because again, if, if you're not doing these things, it's, I don't see a point in having it because you're never going to get found. I mean, some people get websites just so they can put it on their uh, business cards and just to be able to say, Hey, here's my site, but you're really underutilizing. It's like using social media and only using templated posts and you don't take pictures of yourself or videos of yourself. Well, how is that going to help your conversion when they don't know who you are? Same idea with websites, like either you optimize it or what's the point in my opinion. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. I'm kind of, I've been going through that lately of, you know, Oh, I've had this website, but it's just, Oh, I, to say I have a website, you know, not really. Yeah. So you, I haven't utilized it at all. So that's why I, I reached out to you to ask if you would talk about this because it's something that I need to understand myself. What are some tools that we could use on our own for now that can help us at least with some of the basics that are either affordable or free that you would recommend to creatives to help kind of understand the basics of SEO? Sure. Um, so Google console, it's Google search console. It's free. And what you do is you just connect your URL to that platform and it will tell you which words you're currently ranking for and how many people are visiting your site. So it's at least a little bit of insight. And then there's Google analytics and that platform is the same idea. You can even connect them together so you don't have to visit two websites. Um, and then what that one does is it tells you how long people are staying on your website and which pages they're spending their most time on your website. So let's say they're spending time on recent, recent work. 
And then you can see, okay, they're spending most of their time on this book. They're not spending any time looking at this book here. So that can help with your marketing and be like, okay, this is my, this is going to be my top seller. This is what people are interested in. And then you run with that. And then you know what to put on your social media or you know what to write your blog posts about. And it's really a lot of insight on what your consumer is looking for and where you sit on ranking. It also it also shows you where you're ranked on Google. And I'm sure that you talk more about this in your course, right? About oh, yes. some of the tools that we could utilize and stuff. I like I'm I'm very much interested in that because I need to learn everything. I've been, I've been like watching so many YouTube videos and everything. And it's just like all over the place. So that's why I like courses to just have one thing that's right there that I could just go through it all. So I am super excited to check that out. And I will make sure to have the link in the show notes for everyone because that sounds really useful. And I just want to close with asking if there is any, any last tips or if somebody is kind of intimidated by the idea of a website and SEO, what is the best next step that they could do at this point? Um, if they have a website already, they can, they can, I would say just do the SEO. Like it's either you hire somebody and you pay a minimum of a couple hundred to, to $400 a month. Or you can sit down and spend a couple of hours learning how to implement SEO yourself. I'm a big DIY person. Like I, there's not much I will back down from. So that's why I made the course. It's a video step-by-step tutorial. There's a Facebook group if you have questions, like we'll answer your questions as they come. And then once you have the information, like whether you take the course or not, you need to know what SEO is and how it can help your business Because unless you plan on retiring next year, you're going to save thousands of dollars. You're going to get seen by more people (laughs) and you're going to know what you're doing, which is going to give you that confidence. And I was watching your recent podcast about, you know, the hate comments and things like that. And like, I think a lot of the lingering thoughts that stick are because you're not confident in yourself. Like you haven't figured out you know, the ins and outs. And by actually taking the time to learn this, all that stuff goes away because the confidence is there and you know, it's working, you know, it's going to, it's going to come together versus, you know, like you just said, YouTube video, YouTube video, YouTube. Those people leave out all the juice there. Those are lead magnets. That's there to be like, Oh, look, I'm talking about what you want to learn about. But if you want to know more, (laughs) you need to do this or you need to have this appointment or whatever. So I've been there. That's why I invested the money because it was like, this is like crazy. I'm wasting so much time chasing these lead magnets that don't actually give me the information that I'm looking for. So I know there are... um, I think Google produces articles on SEO and HubSpot um, provides articles on SEO. But again, you're going to get the basics, but the basics are better than nothing. In my opinion, like you may as well be able to start with the right headlines, the right keywords. I don't know if they give keywords or not. I do. But if and again, that's kind of the time consuming part. The citations are the time consuming part. So that's why I put this together. I've been there. 
it's exhausting. It's hard trying to keep up with all the information that's available, but they don't actually give the how or why. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's the straightforward to the point. Get your Google on the or get your website on Google on the first page as soon as possible, and a community to help you get there. So. You got me so pumped. Like now I just want to, I, I want to learn about all this because I love what you said about the confidence because I, I've, I've been feeling so intimidated by all that and just kind of scared to get my feet wet and, you know, learn, yeah. learn about it. So I've just been avoiding having a great website. So this yeah, exactly. got me so excited. So awesome. yes, thank you again, Elizabeth, and make I'll make sure to have everything everyone needs to contact Elizabeth if you are interested in any of her services or her course. And yeah, thank you everyone for tuning in. We will see you next week. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of the Success Palette. Head over to thesuccesspalette.com for all of our social media links and some additional interviews over on YouTube. And please make it a successful week.